0: Look. John chapter number eleven. Our text today will be verses one through four. John chapter eleven. Say amen when you got it. Amen. Amen. Say amen if you're alive this morning. Amen. Amen. Good. The title of this message is it? it may be time to check your spiritual pulse. It may be time to check your spiritual pulse. Begin at John chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Now a certain man was sick named Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary which anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore his sisters sent unto him saying Lord behold he whom thou lovest is sick. Verse 4 says when Jesus heard that when Jesus heard that he said this sickness is not unto death but for the glory of God and that the son of God might be glorified thereby. Pray with me this morning. It may be time to check your spiritual pulse. Father in heaven, Thank you, Lord, for our privilege to be in your house today to worship, to honor you, Lord, to exalt you, Lord, to recognize our flag and our freedom that we have today. Lord, bless each person here. Bless your word as it goes forth, Lord. Let it not return void. And we will give you the thanks and you the praise and you the honor and you the glory this morning. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, this morning, I know this scripture is not unfamiliar to you. And uh, here in John chapter 11, what we see is the death of Lazarus. We see that um, Lazarus and his sisters were close friends with Jesus. Most of you, we know that. And, uh, but they sent word to Jesus that Lazarus was sick and that he was dying. But Jesus, we read there, he said, Now, this sickness is not unto death, but to glorify the Lord. So Jesus stayed where he was just a few more days. Now I could hear Martha, and I could hear what she'd say. She said, all I've done for him. After a few days, Lazarus had died, and and, uh, it was a couple of days. And she said, after all I did for Jesus, after all I've done for him. And and Mary anointed his feet with oil, and he can't even come to my brother's funeral. You could hear her say something like that. But then later on it talks about when Jesus, he said, it's time to go. It's time to go into Judea. Lazarus is asleep and I must wake him. Jesus arrived, we all know this famous story, but Jesus arrived four days after the passing of Lazarus. And and Martha meets him on, on 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 his way and says, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother would not have died. But Jesus tells her, he says, thy brother shall rise again. And then he goes on to say here in verse 25 and 26 of the same chapter, says, Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life, and he that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? It goes on in, the, in this chapter, and it goes on to when Jesus gets to the grave of Lazarus. And it, it tells us one of, the shortest, one of the shortest verses in the Bible tells us about how much, really tells you about how much Jesus loved Lazarus. And he stops there and says, Jesus wept. But then it goes on to say that Jesus gets there in front of the grave and he says, Lazarus, come forth with a shout. You know what happens Lazarus comes forth, still wrapped in the grave clothes. He comes out of that grave, and they say, Lose him, Lazarus, come, Loose him, and, and let him go. And many people came to know Christ because of this. Many people still come to know Christ because of this story. But I believe this morning, church... There's a lot of people in churches, and there's some in this church, I believe, too, that have what I want to call the the Lazarus syndrome. There's a lot of people that have spiritually flatlined, spiritually flatlined, and you may not even realize it. What is the flatline? I, I googled it. Google's my favorite thing. I don't know. I don't know what I would have done if I would be one of the older pastors back in the uh, before there was the internet. I'd have to. I'd have to use a lot of books. No, I do use a lot of books, but I'd have to. I don't know what I would do without Google. But it says what is flatline? Flatline is an electrical time sequence measurement that shows no activity, and therefore, when represented, it shows a flat line instead of a moving one. Where the heart shows no activity. The brain shows no activity. Brain death. And because of these things, it's the definition of death. And it's someone that has clinically been determined dead. A person that is spiritually flatlined is also kind of similar to that. There's no activity. You do nothing for Christ. Christ. Nothing at all. There's no activities you do for God. It shows that your heart is not beating. Your heart is not in sync with the Lord. And I, and I believe that a Christian's heart should be in sync with God's heart. Do you believe me? Amen. Amen. A, a Christian should be, have the same heartbeat as the Lord. It should be tender, tender. A a Christian's heart should be compassionate. What's the Bible say? And some having compassion. A Christian's heart should be full of love. And a Christian's heart should have the same desires that our Lord's heart has. A spiritually flatlined Christian also shows signs of death, of spiritual death. I don't know about you, and I know some of you have, but have you ever been in the place of death? It's cold. It's lifeless. Spiritual death is often caused by bitterness, by lack of faith, by not having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You you can have, like I've said before, you can have all the religion you want. You can be as religious as a church mouse. You can be religious as you want to be. But if you do not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, my friend, I'm here to tell you, you are spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. I tell you this, too. Our churches are full of spiritually dead people. The pulpits are even full of spiritually dead pastors. And let me go as far as saying this. There are are spiritually dead churches all across America. You know there's churches that have not seen a soul walk down the aisle and get saved in so many years they wouldn't know what to do. Couldn't even lead somebody to Christ because we never had nobody come down the the aisle and get saved. The baptismal pool is full of cobwebs. There are spiritually dead churches all over the place. But I tell you this. First Baptist Church will not be spiritually dead. We will not allow This place, we will not allow death to creep in here and take over this place. Amen? Amen. We're going to keep on moving on. We're going to keep on witnessing and and winning souls to Christ. Let me tell you what, I'm I'm proud. Friday, Chris, how hot was it? 150 Friday. (laughs) It sure felt like it. Brother Paul, it was hot. I'm going to tell you what, Foster, us four, know that Paul did the majority of it. But you know, we went out and passed out at least 350 things inviting people to church. We're not going to be spiritually dead, y'all. We're not. We're not going to allow it. We're not, we're not, going, to, we're not going to even let death creep in here. Because it can. Because you know what happens is that people get comfortable and, and people get complacent. And people get in a place where they get in their, their robot routine. Come into church and sit down and sing your two songs and sit down and, and you know, and then leave. We're not going to be that way. We're not going to be that way. There's more to this life than that. There's more to church than just come to church. There's more church than just tradition. It's more to that, y'all. More than that. I tell you about. I tell you. I I have been, and and you know this. I, you, it's no surprise to you. John made some kind of joke one time about some churches have to hire morticians to work. You know, to be their pastors. But you know, I was a mortician, so you know. So, <laughs> no, but there's. I have been in the room with the many people that, that death has, has, has come to their families. And death leaves a, a void. And death leaves a, a sense of loss. We had this room upstairs in the funeral home. And, and many times I could, I could not count the times I had to take mamas and daddies into this little room... That their child had committed suicide. Or, you know, their child, one boy was a, a war veteran and he shot himself. You know, we went, in, we went in, so many times I've had to usher those families in there in that room and hold the hand of that mom or that dad so many times. But you know what? That death was final. That that death was, was. there's no turning back from that kind of physical death. But! But! Oh, but I'm thankful when the Bible says, but. (laughs) Oh, it says, but I'm thankful this morning to tell you, church, that Jesus is saying the same thing to you this morning. He's saying, hey, Sarah, come forth. Hey, Tom, come forth. Hey, Mary, come forth. Hey, First Baptist Church, come forth. He's telling us the same thing that he told Lazarus. He's telling us to get up out of that sleep, awake where we're at. It's not, we don't have time to be dead. We don't have time to, to, to do this stuff. There's too much stuff going on. We're getting too close to when the Lord's coming back for us to be sitting around being lazy. Hello? We, getting, we, get, we got too many things, too many things going on to have uh, pew-sitting Christians all the time. I'm sorry, Jesus is coming back and we got to do something. But he's saying, come forth. Get up out of your slumber. Pick up your head, child. Get out of your spiritual deadness that you are in. Awake and live this morning. John 12, 32. One of my favorite verses. Remember on a mission trip, I got a wonderful friend. I hope he can come this summer to see us. He sings a song. This is in there. John 12, 32 says, And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. We got to wake up out of our sleep. We don't want to be a spiritually flatlined Christian. Look at the person next to you and make sure they're alive this morning. You might have to pinch them. Listen, I mean, we got to make sure that we are alive. We are not spiritually dead. Spiritually dead. I'm almost done. There's three types of people in this building. Now listen to me. Don't, don't. Well, I don't fit into those categories. I, I'm not, I'm not in there. Don't think that. There's three people. There's three types of people in this church right now. Listen. To these Three. And I, and I want you to examine your heart this morning. I want you to, to listen to these three types of people and say, Lord, which one am I? Which one of I? You fit into it. Don't fool yourself. You fit into one of these three. I fit into it. You fit into it. We all fit. Everybody in this world fits into these three. Here in John chapter 11 where we've been reading. I want to read this verse 9 to you. It tells you about our first person, the first person that's, that's in this church. John chapter 11, verse 9 says, Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumbleth not, because he seeth the light of this world. The first person that is in this building today, you are either one of these, you might be one of these people, I pray that you are, is a spiritually alive person. You are full of the Holy Spirit. You are saved this morning. You've been born again. You've been, you've been praying. You've been witnessing. You've been serving. You've been doing all the things that you can. You've been doing the best that you can for Jesus. You, you're going to all, exalt, exhausting all options, whatever it may take. You're doing the best that you can for God. And to the best of your ability, you are doing the best. You, this morning, are spiritually alive. Spiritually alive. Number The next person, <clears throat> a spiritually dead but saved Christian. There's lots of spiritually dead, saved Christians in the church. There's people that once used to do this and once used to do that and all this stuff used to be like that. What, what is a spiritually dead person? You're backslidden. You're, you're not walking with the Lord the way you should. You're not where you should be with God or where you're supposed to be. You know what you should be doing, but you are spiritually dead. You don't don't attend church on a regular basis. You don't pray and talk to the Lord and have fellowship with Him. You don't commune with Him and you don't walk with Him and you are spiritually dead but saved. Something has caused you to die spiritually. Maybe it's a relationship, a bad relationship has caused you to die spiritually. Maybe it's a a death in your family that has hurt you. Or maybe it's some other backslidden, bad-mouthing, dirty, low-down Christian in the church that hurts you, that don't think before they open their mouth. Maybe it's something else. You know you're saved. You you remember. You recall asking the Lord into your life, and you recall accepting him, and you know that he lived in you, and you once were on fire, and you once were excited. But now you're spiritually dead, but you're still saved. Look at verse 10, the last person. Verse 10 says, But if a man walk in in the night, he stumbleth. Because there is no light in him. The last person that's in this room is a spiritually dead lost person. You have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You have never knelt in humility and asked Jesus into your heart. There's no light in your life. There's nothing worth living for until you have Jesus, Amen. If you're lost today, you, you've never accepted Him or you never made that commitment to Him. Today's the day to not be spiritually dead, a spiritually dead, lost person. There's three type of people in here. You fit into one category. And you fit into one category and you fit into one. I wish I could say, I wish I could say with complete assurance this morning, I could say uh, First Baptist Church and everybody that's in this building right now, everybody that's in here is a spiritually alive person. They're witnessing. They're, they're, they're uh, uh, winning people to Christ. They're, they're praying all the time. Uh, they're, they're, they're just fellowshipping with the Lord and they're, they're, they attend church on a regular basis. I, I wish I could say that, but it's not the truth. It wouldn't be the truth. Because there's some people in here that are maybe you were saved. You know that you're saved. But you're spiritually dead. You've let your 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 life die out for Christ. But then there's the last person, a person that has never been saved and is dead spiritually. You're one of the three this morning. You are. Examine your heart this morning. You sit there and you talk to God. We're going to have invitation in just a few minutes. You sit there and you ask yourself, Lord, who am I today? Lord, who am I? I have to ask myself that all the time as a preacher. Say, Lord, who am I? Lord, Lord, am I doing the best that I can for you? Oh, Lord, am I praying like I should? Lord, am I leading my children like I should? Lord, am I I doing the best that I can? Jesus sees you put forth your effort, and he blesses that. So this morning, if you're somebody in a few minutes when we have altar call, and if if you're somebody in here that says, I'm living spiritually the best I can, you need to come down to the altar and just thank the Lord for it. You need to just praise Him for a minute. The next person is someone, some of you, you know you've been saved, but you know you're not doing what you should for Christ. You know that you are spiritually dead. You are spiritually dead. And the last person, so if you're spiritually dead, I want you Come down the altar and you ask the Lord, you beg God, if you mean it from your heart, you beg God and say, Lord, wake me up. Lord, 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 pinch me, do whatever you got to do. Lord, wake me up. And then the last person's lost. You've never accepted Christ into your life. You've never accepted Christ into your life. Let's all stand. Becky, I want you, Leela, come up here and sing. just as I am, just play that for me and sing that. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Don't don't hesitate this morning. Don't don't wait before it's too late. Listen, if, if you are spiritual, every head bowed and every eye closed. If you this morning as a testimony to the Lord Jesus Christ, nobody's looking around, nobody's watching. You raise your hand and you say, Pastor, to my best of knowledge, I'm living and I am spiritually alive for Jesus Christ today. Would you slip your hand up real quick? Thank you so much. Praise the Lord. Thank you very much. The next question, can I ask you, are you, you were once saved and you you have fallen back from God. You are spiritually dead. Is there anybody like that this morning? Would you slip your hand up so I can pray for you? Say, Pastor, pray for me. I'm not where I should be with the Lord. Anybody like that? The last question. Thank you. I see that hand. The last question. Would you say this morning, Pastor, I'm lost.